Hi, I'm looking for the Ruby on Rails podcast. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> not, no, not in a while. Yeah, Twitter noticed. Uh, my wife noticed. Um, and now we're back. We're back and stronger than ever. It was even well, more happy rails. new year. Happy new year. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we missed all later. the holidays. Yeah. Well, it was every, a every uh, major holiday, holiday day. It was a holiday. Yeah. It was an unannounced holiday hiatus starting after well, Thanksgiving. See, <laughs> the way I look at it is uh, in order to hit all of the major ones, we just had to take a really long break. So, uh, you know, <laughs> just wait for it. Just wait. Just miss them all. <laughs> yeah. Put them into one big bucket. We got all King's Day in there. We got Hanukkah in there. I mean, we could have gone you all the way it, to we Easter. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> April 1st this year. Yep. April Fool's <sighs> Day. April Fool's Day. Well, I'm glad to be back. Thanks for thanks for coming back to reboot 2018. Stronger together. Together forever. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to since uh, you know four months ago? <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, well, we actually I, we traveled a little bit. I saw you out in Ooh, Connecticut. That was a nice. Well, that's little, true. Nice little thing there. Um, yeah. You know. Other than that. <laughs> Other than that, not not too much. It's 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 uh it's pretty cold here. Um, we got down to like the neg twenty five twenty six before wind, so you know. That seems not keeping that it seems real not great. in North Dakota. That seems not great. Yeah, but we got to do a little traveling to like uh, Texas and Los Angeles, and I'm going to be heading up to Montreal pretty soon. So that's exciting. Haven't been there in a long time. What about you? Um, let's see. Uh, I did a little bit of work. Uh, all of my children. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's that's. A, I also worked. <laughs> I'm legally obligated to tell you we did a little bit of work. Uh, all my children got sick. Every uh, last one of them. It's great. Isn't um. It? During during the holidays. Yeah. Um, uh, that was fun. Uh, you know, and at work we're uh, prepping for 2018. We're we're ready to go. We're gonna do this thing. We've got things to do, people to see. So, what's gonna be Code the theme to of 2018 for uh, for for GitHub or or for you personally? Just just do it. <laughs> just <laughs> is that taken? I think it might be taken. Trademark. Right. We might have to bleep that one <laughs> later. <laughs> we we definitely should bleep that. And it's then no so... one will have any idea what we said. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I feel like I could solve most of my problems in real life. Just when by someone bleeping. was like, Kyle, could you please explain our strategy to us? Sure, I'd love to. It's just, and that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> it's like the classic, like. I'm sorry, whatever, I didn't hear you. I'll just do it do, again. <laughs> whatever you do, don't. Hey, man, can I borrow you for a second? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That, so That's amazing. So should we talk a little bit about 2017? Yes. You know, I, I I thought it would be fun. Well, you suggested this, and I agreed that it would be fun to kind of do like a recap episode. It's amazing how little returns on Google when you search Ruby on Rails year in review. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was actually so okay. So I did that. I went to RubyGems.org and tried to like pull yeah, up like pull the most up popular the gems. Yeah. Eh, no dice. No. Uh, you know, I, I went through uh, Ruby on Rails blog and that had some stuff. Um, but it was it was kind of remarkable to me because I think that this is like very not scientific. Mm. I feel like Ruby on Rails content stopped in 2016. 
I think like people stopped writing about Ruby yeah. on Rails. Yeah. Well, so interesting that you say that because I kind of wonder if like, especially with the stuff in 5.1, are we sort of at like a turning point in Rails world? Uh, but yeah, I, I like if you go back through like the like uh, you know Ruby on Rails like the blog posts. I mean, it's all just like little minor releases and stuff like that. And yeah, there's not a ton of new stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, I think that I mean five one and five two have some pretty juicy things in them. Five yeah. two is not all the way out yet, but like it's it's good. But like the the thing that I think you know DHH and crew are are really doubling down on is just like yeah, no, we're we're boring. Like we're gonna pick some defaults for you to use and you can use them so and, th- and then just go like chance? build your app please yeah so there was this this was like almost a year ago now actually that this someone asked this question but it was about 2017 so i figured it was still appropriate and the question was what makes rails a framework worth learning in 2017 or yeah. put another way is it still worth it to learn rails and um <clears throat> there's a lot of actually really good answers to it but yeah dhh was basically like it's the same like the same reason it was worth learning in 2004 (laughs) so i read that because he sent it to me and i also read his blog post i think he posted about 5.1 coming out i can't Mm. remember exactly and then i read about stimulus which we'll probably talk about in a little bit and i all i could leave those writings with is like i wish i had the confidence this man has (laughs) right like the way he writes like so okay let me be clear i feel like he's matured a lot in his writing because a lot of times he comes off very like my idea is right your idea is wrong like get over yourself no but this was like a really good article but this exactly it's just like the answer was very much like it's it was just so self-assured in a way that i am unconvinced i could possibly write about because (laughs) i'm definitely the type of person even with technology decisions like we'll be like um you know, we should really we should really do GraphQL, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea, GraphQL, GraphQL." But why? <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, you know, a month will go by, and and someone will be like, um, "Well, I think GraphQL is the old thing. We should do this new thing." And I and my like immediate reaction is like, well, "I should go learn new thing. Like, I should make make sure new thing isn't better than this thing." And like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and and not give this like sort of immediate self assured answer, which was basically like. JavaScript is repeating the sins of its father and I am right. Join us. We've been right for seven years. Why? What's taking you so long? You know, and I'm being a little bit, uh, you know, over the top, but I I just walked away from his answers like, damn, that sounds great. Yeah. Right. And like, especially with like the improvements, they like 5.1, I think is a bit of a turning point with the JavaScript support. Um, And yeah, I mean, if you look at like the, I guess like the web world, the internet as an industry, there's like so much that's written in Rails. So it's like, yes, you might want to go work at the startup that is using the hot new. I'm gonna sound like probably really stupid here because I don't even know what the hot new thing is. I mean, maybe like <laughs> there's like new versions of React that are like better somehow and lighter and faster and I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it, right. <laughs> and so, but like, maybe that's not, you know, I don't know. It just seems to me like th- that the industry has sort of dictated that like Ruby on Rails is like a really stable thing now. And, and it's powering so many like huge sites, you know, like why wouldn't, I don't know, why wouldn't you want to, it, it's totally worth it to learn it. I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah. It's just I, my opinion, man. Yeah. I, I, so I feel like what it is is that, like, 
I think I think the thing that dis, you know displaced Rails over time is potentially Node, right? And I think Node mm-hmm. is interesting because it's like it's young, it's like running around doing its thing. It's uh, you know it's got a lot of community support. It's easy to hack on, or, or allegedly, yeah. and like so on and so forth. <laughs> Speaking uh, about, by someone who has no <laughs> Node experience whatsoever. <laughs> oh no, I have I have experience attempting to hack into the Node ecosystem, and I came out the other side like, what have oh, I yeah. done? I'm yeah. just covered in blood and uh, and i'm very confused but like my point being is that uh you know i think that the community gets bored and boring things don't uh don't sell i guess you know like coffee script came out and it was it was the hot new thing and then a year in a year and a half in two years in everyone was like wait why did i just do this you know Mm -hmm. and i think that rails is basically just saying like yeah no there's probably some good ideas over there there's probably some good ideas over here but like we're following this very specific rule set, which yeah. is convention over configuration. And we don't want to offer all these other things. We want to offer one thing. Yeah. And when we find it, we're going to jam it into rails and you're going to use it. And if you don't want to use it, that's fine. But like, we're not going to let you start with Legos. We're going to like, you know, build you a, yeah. a small house using Legos and then you can change it if you want to, um, which is just, which has just always been different. So, you know, I think that, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I hate indulging any of the Israel's dead conversation. Cause I think it's basically pointless whether something's dead or not. It's not yeah. dead unless it's gone. Um, and nothing ever dies anymore on computer land. True. Um, but, but you know, I, I do think that the, the community has matured a bit in the, the, the dearth of articles of like cool new, projects in ruby land in 2017 well, or anything related to that was just pretty i don't know interesting to me i guess part of it i think is that like rails has done such a good job of like solving mostly everything you know i mean like or at least getting you to a point where like now you have time to sort of tinker around <laughs> you know right. it's like oh well yes i could build an application in you know a week because of these uh, all these built-in conventions but why not like let's have a little fun <laughs> and, and, let's and live try dangerously. to <laughs> yeah, exactly but, so <laughs> what's yeah, my no, curfew I'm... I'm coming home later <laughs> it's sort of so it's interesting because like so um uh rails uh let's see five two i guess mm-hmm. is uh in release candidate right now so five one came out last year um and five two is in release candidate and um one of the things that it brought in was something that is like interesting. I think points. I think points this out pretty well is um, active storage. Okay, so, so like I know nothing about active storage. <laughs> so you've probably used like fog or attachment mm-hmm. foo or like enter or paperclip or oh, yeah. enter in one of a million gems that are all trying to solve file upload. Yeah. And so eventually Rails is like, all right, well listen, like everyone is doing a file upload now. When S3 came out, there's a million different cloud storage options. The hard part isn't where you put it. It's just like getting it in. Sure. And you have to pick the most popular gem and so on and so forth. And so they like added in the ability to do uploads like baked into Rails, you know. Mm. Um, and, and like I think that, you know, there's an argument potentially here uh, to be made about bloat. But I think it fits into Rails like core story, which is like we want to give you a set of things that are all going to work well together and you can use them because every single app uses some sort of file upload now. Oh yeah. I mean, even to like an avatar, like what app doesn't have that these days? And so instead of like, instead of going to Ruby gems, which generally is like a pretty, it it has a, it only has a certain number of packages. And so you have like a good opportunity of finding something that'll work for you. Or instead of being in node land where you go to NPM and you like know hypothetically this thing is called like file (laughs) uploader. And so you search for file upload 
uploader and you get upload file, uploader file, file uploader, file uploader, you know, like it's a whole hot mess. And so I appreciate like them continuing to add that sort of stuff. And there's a whole bunch of other little like um, nice, you know, things that they've added in 5.1 and 5.2. Um, looking towards the future. But you know, it, I almost see it like a little bit, like there's parallels to sort of like how Apple does its product development. You know, like they'll kind of wait for someone, in in a lot of cases, they'll kind of wait for someone to like break into, you know, there was a couple tablets before the iPad and there was a couple MP3 players before the iPod and maybe like a couple smartphones before the iPhone. And they kind of look and they're like, okay, yeah, I can see how other people are solving this problem, but we're going to really do it and bake it into our system so it's awesome yeah. and so i think that yeah there's a huge advantage to doing it that way yeah i agree so rails is live <laughs> we, we didn't kill it against Case our closed. best efforts all right and we're out of time so. <laughs> <laughs> it's where it's at web scale it we're done facebook is powered by rails breaking is, news wait. breaking news is it really Zuckerberg, no. <laughs> Isn't it all PHP? Listen, or listen here, like designer. That? Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I know Zuckerberg, their front end is all React. So Zuckerberg wants less time to be spent on the time the timeline, and so they just rewrote it into Rails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doggy. All right. So listen, we have to come up with something so I can throw to our uh, mid-show ads. Oh, like a catchphrase. Like a catchphrase, like um, a uh, like a thing. Here's you know? Johnny. Here's that seems illegal. No, that's bad. Um, hey, is it time to go off the rails? <laughs> oh, oh, doggy! There it is. That's, that's it. Pretty bad. Hey, hey Brian. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to go off the rails? Uh, boy, do I. Who's this week's sponsor, Kyle? <laughs> we're definitely gonna have to cut that and i'm gonna add the ads later (laughs) no here's what i envision it'll be like oh yes brian today i'd like to talk about insert sponsor here and it'll just be a different voice really good we outsource that portion so yeah (sighs) let's cut out right now and hear from them This week's episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you by Rollbar. So we all deal with errors, errors in our applications, errors in our mobile applications, errors in our lives. Last one, Rollbar can't help you with, but the first two, it's going to be pretty good. Instead of relying on users to report your errors or digging through log files or tailing logs as things happen, with Rollbar's error monitoring, you get the full stack trace, context, and the user data to help you find and fix impactful errors fast. You can integrate Rollbar into your existing workflow, you can send alerts to Slack or HipChat, or you can automatically create new issues in Jira, Pivotal Tracker, or Trello. You can add the Rollbar Ruby SDK as easy as gem install Rollbar, start tracking application errors in minutes. There's a ton of cool features in uh, Rollbar's Ruby gem. The one that I'm most interested in is deep linking into your GitHub repo. So if you've ever seen an error with a traceback and you uh, trying to figure out what exactly is going on, you can just link into your GitHub repo. So you can click on the stack trace and go to exactly where you're going. Um, if you use any rack framework, you automatically get parameters, headers, session data, cookies, things like that. It supports Q frameworks out of the box. So sidekick, rescue, and delayed job. And you can also configure Rollbar's front end JavaScript SDK without having to install it manually. 
We have a special offer for listeners. If you go to rollbar.com slash Ruby, you can sign up and get the bootstrap plan for free. Rollbar is loved by developers at awesome companies like Heroku, Twilio, Kayak, Zendesk, Twitch, and more. So go to rollbar.com slash Ruby, sign up and get the bootstrap plan for free. Thanks so much to Rollbar for sponsoring the podcast. And now back to the show. All right. So some of the cool things that have happened outside of 2017, but I've, I've been very interested in because as someone who very rarely writes JavaScript and attempted to write a node app last week um, using a framework one of my coworkers wrote called ProBot, which is super slick. Check it out if you write little bots that attach to GitHub. It was pretty hilarious for me joining back in and uh, working with another one of my colleagues who is my product counterpart also in management. And so we're both a little bit rusty uh, behind the ears on the new stuff. So we go in, we try to we try to build this app. And, uh, <laughs> Not so. And, I mean, it worked. It worked. <laughs> but like uh, earlier in the day, uh, another one of my coworkers um, showed uh, an app that she wrote and she was like, look, and it's only like 10 lines and it does all this stuff. <laughs> and, and, uh, me uh, me, and uh, Matt stand up and we show ours and it is like not e- not gigantic. much more complex than hers, <laughs> but was at least like quintuple the number of code yeah, lines. Nice. So this this is a long segue to <laughs> to something that DHH and crew announced, which was uh, Stimulus, mm-hmm. um, a new JavaScript framework, which kind of reminds me uh, ever so slightly about CoffeeScript from a sort of like intention standpoint, I guess, like not its functionality. They're they're yeah, not even yeah, near yeah. close, oh, yeah, but yeah. like the idea that like let's make it. Let's 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 not uh, let's not put your chocolate in my peanut butter, you know, at all. Like, let's sure. kind of like make each thing do its own thing. Like, we're rendering server side HTML, period, full stop. And but we need it to ha- have those those cool JavaScript UIs, you know. And so we're gonna put yeah. in um, we're gonna pu- put in a JavaScript framework that basically just does the old school um, uh, decoration, but following a you know MVC uh, uh, you know pattern. Um, have you have you had a chance to like check this out at all? I'm sure you haven't used it, but did you you know go read about it? Yeah, and, and so it reminded me like visually, it looks it reminds me of Paloma, which I've used in a, a, a project at work, which is sort of like a controller uh, framework for JavaScript. So and that's like the only way that it reminds me of it because it's all very different than that. But um, I love it. I love the idea of it because it's sort of it's getting to that whole separation of concerns thing that like has been going on between HTML and CSS for a long time. Yeah. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's treating JavaScript like the, um, like the behavior or, or presentation layer that it is, I guess. Um, which is, which I really like as, as someone who deals a lot with, I guess, like standards and, um, and semantics. Um, so yeah, it's, this is very exciting to me. Um, but I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet, aside from their little demo on their page. <laughs> yeah, there's no components. There's yeah. no. No, it's like a total flip from shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different than the React idea, where you have here's like let's build a, the ultimate Uber component that has all the different states built into it, and it's all managed inside that. This is a little bit more like okay, we know the HTML that we need let's add a little bit of, you know, behavior to it and, and, and make it really sparkle. Um, and so I like that. And I also like it from a, um, like a progressive enhancement standpoint. 
the more that we rely on, you know, JavaScript to really be our front end for our applications, I think that gets into some, you know, dangerous. Ter- I mean, granted, ninety bajillion percent of you know people have JavaScript enabled, so in most cases, it's not an issue. <laughs> I also read that Forrester yeah. survey. <laughs> it's an official statistic. Um, <laughs> But th- no, it's. I mean, it's good that they're even calling that out. Like, if you read the documentation in the in like their little handbook, it actually talks about like, you know, we can make this work very simply without JavaScript even working. Like for some reason, if that were to happen, like it's still you know, I'm I'm just glad that they're kind of pointing that out, and that's actually a concern that they had. So, yeah. so it's all very encouraging to me. Um, I ran it by a couple. Uh, developers at work and they all loved it they were like <laughs> well i think that there's and I, see okay i don't know all of like the gnarly history behind turbo links but that seemed to be a key word for people <laughs> that were like oh turbo links <laughs> i remember back in the day i had horrible experiences with turbo links <laughs> and that was like well and then they were like turned off from the idea and i'm like yeah but I, um, I think it's better now but so i don't know do you i mean I feel like we probably used triple links in the past, like me and you. Yeah. And then tried to do something related in jQuery and it didn't work. And like that was, and then we were like, throw well, our yeah, hands but up that and said, turn off we, turbo links. That's because we were, we were dumb. <laughs> well, no, that's, that was the point I was getting at. It's like, it was probably more our fault than the, than turbo yeah. links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it, it, it really comes down to ascribing to kind of like two different things. Like, yeah. like it's obvious that Rails, and I mean, GitHub still essentially in the, the blog post basically calls this out, is we render uh, HTML on the server and we send it down the pipe and we enhance it using JavaScript. And so yeah. if that's your jam, then like you like Turbolinks or you like PJAX, you know, sure. uh, and so on, like to do that sort like of stuff. Like how and, fast can we make this? Yeah, but like <laughs> we don't want to render the view using JavaScript. Right. You know, we, we want to enhance the view. And, and so, yeah, that's, yeah I, that's I feel like that's the big difference, you yeah. know? Well, I agree. And like, I, I mean, I haven't had a ton of experience writing production grade JavaScript apps, but like it was always weird to me to sort of like, pull in a lot of the view rendering and state management into the JavaScript side where like if you're doing any rendering on the server side you know like if you're like totally foregoing rendering on the server side and you were just like passing down a dumb package and that package loads in the browser and then you know like HTML CSS JavaScript etc and then the JavaScript's like all right let's go do some smart stuff and calls a bunch of APIs and then it's like it becomes a little bit more amenable to me but like most of the apps that I've ever worked on enhance using javascript and it's not driven using javascript and this is even true using graphql right like well, the, we still do server side with that too yeah and the, and the weird, problem but. you run into there is like there's uh, nowadays i think people want to do so much in javascript that it's almost like if you're gonna do that you might as well do it all in javascript right yeah this answers that you know problem of okay we still want to mainly use <laughs> server side rendering html Rails, and this is the Ruby on Rails podcast. So, hopefully, <laughs> people get on board. Have you with bought this. some Rails today? <laughs> is there is that a new cryptocurrency? Yeah, Rails, the Railcoin. Railscoin. Railcoin. Yeah, you just take a quarter <laughs> and stick it on a train track, and then once the train comes, you got a Railcoin. It derails. It crashes. Everyone loses. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, no. You get a real Sti- coin, Brian. Oh, Stick, sticks okay. to the sticks oh. to the joke. Oh, okay. Anyway, oh, I see. So yeah, I mean, it looks it looks interesting, and I mean, like you, DHH was retweeting a bunch of tweets about mm. everyone that loves it and so on and so forth. I'll be curious to see kind of like how it gets picked up. Um, I, I haven't talked to well, any of the folks that Well, are they using it at, at base, camp, base camp? Yeah, I mean, everything that comes out of Rails it starts at base camp. That sure. Not I, that's not fair. Not everything, right? A lot. There's a lot of contributors <laughs> and maintainers and so on. But like, if DHH is uh, is uh, you know talking about it, it was in base camp at one point. Sure. And so, so this was like they boiled it down. Like, what probably? So my assumption is that what happened, and I, they might they it might even cover it in their like history, but they were just coming up with some standards and then actually decided to write a, a spec. For yeah, it. I think I can't, I can't remember which article it was in, but essentially he said like he kind of went back through, they were using a bunch of jQuery, a bunch of vanilla JavaScript, et cetera. And he went through and like looked through all of the patterns that they were using and, and tried to like sort of come up with stimulus as uh you know, as like a pattern as, or as an abstraction, you know, and then they ended sure. up making it into this library. I think the really interesting thing is like the, you know, he's very clear that like, it's not stimulus or bust. Like, like they still use like, com- like a react component for a certain particular thing or like yeah, yeah, a yeah. more complex library for their text processor and like so on and so forth, you know? And so at least with that, like I really appreciate that. Like most of my arguments, like either literally or figuratively on the internets, uh, you know, are where people are like, we can only pick one. You know, everything we do, we can only pick yeah. one thing. You know, it's Rails or PHP. No, it, it can be both, you know. Same thing with JavaScript libraries, same thing with API formats and so on and so forth. I, yep. I, I'm I, I'm just over the, like, you know, is Rails dead? It's like, that is so uninteresting to me. Yeah. Is stimulus the best way to do? That does not matter. It's, you know, it's all about what you're trying to do and what you value and what your like customers and product value yeah. uh, more than anything else. You well, know, I definitely see this appealing to a lot of like folks who are writing HTML, right? Or like r- working yeah. in like ERB or like in the typical like Rails view. This yeah. is really exciting to me. Yeah, if you're doing ma- mo- like mainly or almost all server side rendering, yeah. you know, with the exception of particular components on your pages, like this seems great. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but you know, time will tell. Time will tell. I'm going to try um, this out. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear all about it. <laughs> I'll be commu- like, well, I downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I did Rails Rails new and, and then everything nothing. everything broke. <laughs> okay, so 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 you mentioned uh Rails 5.1 and there the big news in that was that they're being nicer to JavaScript. <laughs> Which is kind wait, of wait what? <laughs> what I don't you, no, I didn't read this. Wait, really? I, yeah, I was focusing on the Rails five two stuff. So what? What do you mean being nicer to JavaScript? Oh. Like Webpacker stuff and whatnot? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, oh, this okay. is like kind of old news, right? It's from like last April or something. Like that. <laughs> As someone who is uh, still on, I don't know. Let's see, <laughs> three something. Yeah. Uh, who you? Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, the the employer. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't really matter though. Actually, I read an interesting thing that was like. Uh, this was uh, back the 2017. They did a survey on Scout. So have you, have you used like Scout app? No. Well, the, the like APM, the application monitoring yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they do uh, every year, it seems, they do like a state of the rails like industry. The state of the rails union <laughs> is strong. Actually, this is like weirdly timely. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, now that I think about it, this is probably because they released it like the day after the state of the union. <laughs> hmm. 
anyways, but in 2017, like there were still, I mean, this was a year ago, but like the majority of apps were on, you know, 4.2, which is like a major, still a major version behind. Sure. So you're doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but not, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of very talented, smart people trying to bring us into the future uh, and bless them for all their hard work. But I think that, I think that if you were to look at like, if you ever, if you've ever looked at like an iOS upgrade chart, you know, I would imagine rails is more like an Android upgrade chart. (laughs) Well, because it's so like easily extensible, you mean that people can just like kind of hack their own pieces onto it and then um i think it's more just that like major points are usually painful and if you're running like it's it's almost like a a testament to rails where it's like you know if you're happy with how your thing's going like why upgrade you know like right you're not gonna put a new new engine in your car right right you just don't need it like and obviously for security reasons and so on and so forth or if you're building something that's highly iterative over and over but like Mm -hmm. you know we we, we've worked on tons of applications that you like you build it and then you just like set it free (laughs) it's a free range rails application (laughs) uh we'll see you in 10 years (laughs) you know and the client's happy and they're doing their thing and you know you keep it security updated but that's like the extent of it because what is it you know they just or they'll call you and they have like a small iterative thing that they want improved it's not a you know it's hard it's hard for me to convince most clients that aren't actively uh upgrading their stuff like in the past to be like right. well you're on rails 3 2 you should really go to 4 Pay it's gonna take this many <laughs> hours to, to do it <laughs> yeah. you know yeah for um, sure and so i think that i think that you know now like i feel i find the point releases are so that back? yeah that was a really great conversation brian thank I've, you for every all the smart things you just said I blacked out. Uh, completely unrelated <laughs> to that moment in time i want to tell you do not buy a touch bar mac because they will crash whenever Wait, they're not crash. one of our sponsors this week are they? no no and if they are i don't want their money to be honest because they will crash in the middle of the worst time including while you're recording podcasts these touch bar macs stink they are smelly uh, I don't even so, know what we were talking about. So, uh, Rails is great. Happy New Check Year. Check out Rails 5152, <laughs> HB2 hints. Check them out. You got them. You want them? Puma got them. Stimulus JS. Stimulus. What else did we talk about? Yeah, I was going back through old episodes. We talked about, you talked, you guys talked about Hamilton a lot. Yeah, well, nobody but Sean Devine likes Hamilton as much as my wife. No, no, no. Not even you and Sean. Like, oh, well, yes, that is true. Me and Britt talked about it. You and Joel, it. you and Joel. Britt, you and Britt again. Did you, did you, you don't, you don't, you've never seen Hamilton, have you? Uh, no, I have not. But I do, I have seen the one song with the king, with uh, King uh, George, or <laughs> that cracks me up, so. Which is completely different than the rest of the show. <laughs> yes, I, I love that. <laughs> it's like, it's like saying like, hey, Hey, have you seen have you seen Blacklist? Um, I have seen a commercial that was on during Blacklist. Does that count? <laughs> yes, definitely counts. I mean, it's part of the show. It's obviously a humoristic foil <laughs> during the middle of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, was there a follow up to that? No, I haven't seen Hamilton. It's disappointing. I think this might be your last time on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the club? That's the you That's, have to. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Moana, which was written by the same <laughs> yeah. music. I, yeah, same I guy. feel like at the I feel like the number of times that you and I have seen Moana, I think we're past seeing. Oh, Moana. you know, actually, this is I mean, not not really applicable to podcast, but you might appreciate this. My daughter now finds Moana to be boring, so we don't watch it anymore. 
What has she replaced it with? Um, good question. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what she does is she likes um, she likes texting emojis to my wife ah, from my phone. Yes, and this morning she dropped this one on me. She was scrolling through the emoji list, and she goes, "She's five, by the way, for those that don't know." And she goes, "Oh, Dad, look, it's the poop emoji." <laughs> <laughs> I said. Well, how, what do you, I said, how did, what did you hear that from? And some, I don't know, someone at school. We don't use that poop mochi at our house. Grumble, grumble, grumble. But grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, kids, kids these days. With their tech, with uh, their technology. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, use rails. It's dead. That's all, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for, thanks for coming back. We will be back sooner than you have previously experienced. <laughs> this is I good. mean, the bar is pretty low. As good as it's going to get, we're back. Uh, we're back. I'm excited to have Brian back on. We'll have Joel and Britt back on soon. Uh, we're going to up the guest quotient, I think. Got a lot of got a lot of smart peoples that uh, that want to that wanna come on for some reason that is unclear to me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. So, uh, so uh, yeah, happy spring, I guess. Happy winter, depending on where you are in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>